Hey everybody, welcome back for episode 116 of the Path Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you've decided to join us this week as we continue down the path. Um, Today we're going to talk about what I think is a really, really interesting topic and really pertinent for um, our current cultural climate. But um, Derek, yesterday you talked about the the premise was um, Jesus as the science denier. Um, And so maybe recap a little bit what we talked about. And then I think there's some really important handles to hold on to this week. Yeah. Sermon. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, of course, you know, we're, we're examining does Jesus still matter in a world that rejects him? And one of the rejections of Christianity, yeah. particularly, is that, um, you know, it seems like um, Christians are anti science yeah. uh, to the world. Now, remember, I said seems, you know. Mm-hmm. And so for J. Warner Wallace, who wrote, um, you know, um, Person of Interest, mm-hmm. And he's just recounting, you know, how he came to faith in Christ um, through invest- investigative skills and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he assumed the same. He yeah. had a Christian friend that, um, or a Christian co- co-worker who, you know, uh, was you know, anti-education, anti-science, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and... He, uh, Jane Warner Waters, Wallace projected that on all Christians. Yeah, and so in in studying the fallout of Jesus, you know, he asked the question: uh, Do um, do do Christians and have Christians always been this anti-science? Right. Um, now he, he doesn't get because he's examining. The fuse that leads up to Jesus mm-hmm. and the fallout after Jesus. So he's not he doesn't get into whether or not various aspects of Christianity or Jesus, you know, uh, goes toe to toe with science. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, there's no that's not really what he does, and so that was really not the goal either. And maybe that's a, something for another day. Yeah, you know, to give an apologetic of you know, how, um, you know, Christianity and science align and aren't, you know, um, incompatible. Yeah. But what he did was to examine, um, you know, how science advanced, Mm -hmm. which he, through his studies, and, and and will indicate himself that it seems that Jesus coming on the scene really propelled mm-hmm. science. Yeah. That Christians were the ones advancing science. And part of that was um, um, the book of nature is mm-hmm. what some would call it back then. And that yeah. was, you got the, the, the word of God, the book of the Bible, the word mm-hmm. of God, but then you, all, then you also have creation and, and nature and, and people studied that as much as they did. Yeah. Um, much as much as they did the the book of you know God's word, mm-hmm. so um, that's what led to explore you know scientific exploration yeah to understand how things work and why they work, um, and then you know Jay Warner Wallace goes throughout he, he <laughs> we encourage you to read the book but mm-hmm. um, he he goes and shows how in each era of scientific discovery. Christians are at the forefront yeah. 
Uh, and he, he says the ones we know about are just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And indicates that there, you know, for everyone that is, you know, we we know that was a Christian, they're like, you know, thousands of others sure. that are also Christians. Right. And so it's really, really, you know, replete with Christianity being those those who profess Christ mm-hmm. and were Christ followers that propelled scientific uh, discovery. Yeah. And uh, so his estimation at the end of it all was that. You know, Christ, the fallout of Christ coming on the scene was that he's the one who who propelled people into advancing yeah. you know, scientific thought. Right. And so his conclusion is that Jesus is not a science denier mm-hmm. and that they, uh, science and Christianity go hand in hand. Yeah. So, you know, that's that alone, before we kind of get to some of the handles of what we talked about yesterday, right. you know, that alone, you know, I think should be encouraging, number one, to to Christians. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's not even just um, scientific discovery of the past. He he shows how today we're on on track Mm -hmm. to still have Christians dominating the scientific fields. uh, fields. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Another fascinating thing that he mentioned and showed was that, like, Nobel Prize winners uh, in scientific discovery, like... The majority of them are Christians from yeah, the past, like right. not just like, "Hey, I'm a Christian," but you know, I'm, <laughs> like Jesus followers, like yeah. devoted. We love Jesus. We're following him, yeah. kind of thing. And so, you know that that should be that should bolster uh, our own faith when we right. hear people, you know, saying, you know, things like skeptics saying, you know, um mentioning, you know, that it seems like we are opposed to science yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that I really appreciated about this chapter in the book was that it goes a long way to um, the the world always pits science and Christianity against each mm-hmm. other. And um, J. Warner Wallace does a good job of saying, no, 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 it's they, these things go together. They, mm-hmm. they, it's hand in hand. Yeah. That following after Christ and advancement in scientific fields uh, that go hand in hand. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think that's, a, that's an important thing to remember because I think it's easy because of what is constantly you know, shoved down our throats uh, as, uh, from the world is that if we are followers of Christ, we don't believe in scientific discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important to remember that, that that's not the truth. No, <laughs> it's not, the not truth. at all. Not yeah. at all. You know, and I, I mentioned a little bit, not I really didn't get into much of it all, but, you know, um, I focused in on uh, Colossians 1, 15 through 17, yeah. and it's, you know, Paul, the original skeptic, it's yeah. his declaration, this beautiful declaration of mm-hmm. the transcendence of Jesus Christ. Um, and one of the things he says there is that through Jesus, all things are held together. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is something that, you know, it's important for us to see that, like, just the way the earth is tilted. Yeah. Scientists have discovered that, like, if it was tilted one way or the other, slightly. Yeah, just half of a degree. Yeah, yeah. That we'd either burn up or we'd freeze to death, you yeah. know. And so, you're right. Science and Christianity go hand in hand. We realize mm-hmm. that Christ created all things. He holds all things together. Yeah. Now, saying that to a skeptic, yeah, <laughs> right? Someone right. who uh, believes that, um, you know, science 
is you know uh, it transcends Christianity mm-hmm. and Christianity is just podunk and yeah, a know, myth yeah. yeah a myth and just what you know uneducated and unlearned people believe right. you know you'll eventually you know get a place where you just are at a standstill with folks like that and right. you can't go any further you'll debate till you're blue in the face yeah. and that kind of thing and so the thing I felt led by God just to kind of hone in on from, from that passage is that at, at some point we just have to decide whether or not we're going to believe, mm-hmm. like if we're going to have faith or not. Yeah. Uh, because at the end of the day, like, um, there, there are a lot of things that, that are easily able to be debated with other people about. Yeah. But the only thing that will change our heart and the only thing that will change who we are is if we will see Jesus. And so that was kind of where I went was that, you know, faith is the thing that we need. The way we receive faith is to look at Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. I I love to, on that point, I love what you said yesterday. I wrote it down that you said the world doesn't need me to argue with it. You know, the, the world needs us to live lives where they can look at me and see that Jesus is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's, that's such an important place to understand because you're right. It is so easy to argue with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, often arguments don't end in a conversion. <laughs> Most of the time, arguments don't end in a conversion. And it, Please don't, I'm not advocating that we don't debate, that we don't engage in the conversation. We have to as followers of Christ. I think you see that all throughout the New Testament that Paul was willing to enter. I mean, Paul in Acts 17 in the Areopagus, he was willing to enter into the debate with those learned uh, philosophers. But um, but there's a difference between um, living a life that um, shows people the truth of who Jesus is and being argumentative for the sake of being argumentative. Those are two totally different things. Yeah. Um, and so I think that you're right, that when we choose to live for Jesus, we choose to have faith in him, that's going to impact our actions and behaviors in a way that while we can still engage in the converse, the cultural conversation or the scientific conversation or whatever, we do it in a way that is winsome and loving and not argumentative for argumentative sake mm-hmm. so. yeah ephesians paul tells us to speak the truth in love right yeah absolutely i agree and yeah and, and me saying what i said was no in no way uh advocating Ab- yeah, either that right. we we don't hold fast to our own set of beliefs because that's the whole point of looking to jesus mm-hmm. having faith in him and being sure about our own selves mm-hmm. but the, the thing that's going to change a person's heart and change a person's mindset is not my ability to yeah. uh, beat them over the head with right. a biblical theological argument. The thing that's going to change a person's heart is for them to encounter the Lord Jesus right. Christ that transcends mm-hmm. all thought and, and mindset and everything. Yeah. And he is the one who is able to change people's hearts, right? Not my persuasive Derek's ability. ability to be yeah. persuasive enough, yeah. right? Yeah, I think you're right. I think the the thought that popped into my mind is is Paul's language from Second Corinthians that we are ambassadors mm-hmm. for Christ, and so 
you know, the job of an ambassador is to go and present the the um, country that he's representing in a good light yeah. and, and represent well, but then also to um, to defend that country at the same time. And so there's a there's a, I think the word ambassador is so masterful. Like mm-hmm. I love the fact that the Holy Spirit led Paul to use that language. But um, but yeah, you're right that it's not about we are not going to win people to Christ. Mm-hmm. God, the Great Commission is not go and create converts. The, the, the Great Commission is go and share with them everything that I've mm-hmm. told you. And um, and then they, they have to make the decision for themselves. Yeah. We can't make that decision for them. No, yeah. And I think a lot of times we jump into arguments thinking that we're going to convince somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's not our job. It's yeah. not our job. Now, I'm thankful for apologists. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful for people who go toe-to-toe with like you know, people like Christopher Hitchens mm-hmm. and uh, you know um, other atheists um, uh, as well. Uh, and I've watched debates, and those guys uh, do a pretty good job of staying winsome and yeah. kind. But, um, but, yeah, it's just not our job to be the police of like yeah. everybody's thing. Uh, what we need to do is live our life pointed to Jesus and say, hey, by the way, mm-hmm. if you live your life pointed to Jesus too, that's the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, in Colossians 1, 15 through 7, I just want to read it because yeah. it's, it's it's really powerful, man. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> on the pages of the Bible, we don't realize, and that's, I tried to paint this yesterday, but we don't realize how like amazing it is that Paul mm-hmm. has come to this moment. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. And he's describing the beauty of who Christ is, and he says he yeah. is the image of the invisible God, mm-hmm. the first firstborn over all creation. For everything that was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Mm. He's before all things, and by him all things hold together he continues on just yeah. giving this beautiful picture of who Christ is yeah and uh, the fact that his eyes were open to that is is a miracle you know yeah, absolutely and um, because Paul once persecuted Christians and mm-hmm. had them killed because yeah. they followed this Christ right he literally was on his way to go put Christians in jail when Jesus revealed himself to him. And then later in life, he's the preeminent source of, you know, championing and, uh, you know, giving this, raising this banner of Christ Mm -hmm. to the known world at the time. I mean, spread into Europe, even. All the the way to Italy. Yeah. All the way to Italy. And so, like, you know, that's masterful, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, like, that's still the way God works. Yeah. Absolutely. It's still the way God works. And so uh, the first thing I say is that in Jesus we see what was once unseeable. It says he's the image mm-hmm. of the invisible God. So what was un- once unable to be seen yeah. now is seen <clears throat> clearly in Christ. Yeah. So Jesus came so that we could see God, so that we could know God, and that we could have this relationship with God. Yeah. And it is through seeing him and knowing him and encountering him that uh, that our lives will change, you know. Yeah. And one of the things I, I felt led just to point out is that oftentimes we feel like, like you know, we we become pharisaical in a way mm-hmm. uh, in the modern church because we expect lost people or even 
you know, professing Christians who aren't living like they should, we expect them to change their life and then come to church. Yeah, right. Change your life, then come to Jesus. That's not how it works. No. It's not how it's ever worked. Right. They have to go to Jesus, pursue Jesus, mm-hmm. press into Jesus, and that's when all the other stuff right. then be falls off. That's yeah. when the chains are broken. That's when the change comes, yeah. is that when we are pursuing him. And... Uh, so we get, we become legalistic when we say, well, you got to fix this and this and this and this, right. and then God will love you. No, 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 no. Right. Jesus died for you while you were still sinner. No. And if you will go after him and pursue him, he will handle the rest. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of the gospel is that Jesus' love for us is not dependent on us. Mm-hmm. It's not dependent on us. He loves us because he chooses to love mm-hmm. us. Yeah. So. And so we talked about that um, we talked about um, in Jesus all things were created, and, and, and we get into the, the science of it a little bit. That just that, you know, we we believe that um, science and Jesus aren't incompatible because mm-hmm. Jesus was there when the science of it all was created. Yeah, you know, and right. so. Um, um, I, just, I just had a, the thought in my mind of. Um, you you remember the the Carmen song the champion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's that there's that line where Jesus says to Satan you shut your face Satan I wrote the book yeah and it's like he was he was there when it was yes, when it was all yeah. created yeah yeah it's not like one day Jesus came into the room and was like oh cool what have you guys been doing down here mm-hmm. you know like he was there when it was all created right so. yeah and so all things were created through him and so we <laughs> we can we can trust you know and it doesn't mean that we don't pursue scientific thought because science is is the practice of uh, human beings studying the, the natural world and how God yeah. created it all right and uh, the nuances of all that it works science really should drive us yeah to trust God more it's like wow God that's how that works and you just spoke it and that's how it yeah you you made it happen so that you know uh, genetics, DNA. I mean, that's yeah. f- fascinating. Yeah, God created that. He wrote that into, um, you know, our um, very core, our yeah. very DNA. Right. You know, so yeah. um, those type of things. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So yeah. science is is the discovery of how God works in the world, really. Yeah. Uh, now, a lot of people would not describe it that way. I sure. understand that, but I'm just yeah, yeah. saying is that. Because God created all things, and because Jesus that created all things, mm-hmm. um, then then we know that it, it is not antithetical to one another. Right. So, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I I think that um, one of the things that um, that we I think that we lose sight of sometimes just because the voice of the world can be so loud mm-hmm. in our ears and and I don't I don't discount that I don't discredit that because it is it's it's hard sometimes to continue to believe what you say you're going to believe when mm-hmm. all you're hearing is the opposite in your right. ear <clears throat> but um but to your point you know we you used the words of, of a, a great hymn of our faith that when we turn our eyes upon Jesus and look full in his mm-hmm. wonderful face that the things of this earth will go strangely dim in mm-hmm. the light of his glory and grace that um that when we say we turn our eyes upon Jesus and we fix our eyes on him, that doesn't mean that we're aloof to what's going on around us. Yeah. It just means that the importance of those things that we saw, that we thought were so important mm-hmm. begin to be minimized mm-hmm. because this is what's so important. Jesus yeah. is what's so important. Um, and living a life 
that honors him, living a life that points to him, living a life that shows the world that he is real, mm-hmm. that that's where the true importance lies yeah. for us as, as followers of Christ, not in winning debates or yeah. proving points or, or things like that, but it's it's in following after Jesus and showing others that he's real. Well, even in our own lives, man, you know, sin can be so rampant. Oh, yeah. Um, the temptations, <clears throat> the, the only thing that's going to help sin's power diminish in our life is for us to look to Christ. Yeah. It's the only thing, yeah. you know. And so uh, we just have to, as Paul said, and we discussed this yesterday, as Paul said, he says, I press on toward mm. the goal of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, right? I press on yeah. toward the prize. I'm running toward something. And Paul, it takes work, you know. Yeah. It, Paul's language there, it's like, I do this Every day, mm-hmm. I press on. I press on. Yeah. I press on. I press on. Not not toward religion, not toward religious pursuit, yeah. not toward toward higher thinking, not toward um, not toward um, uh, name anything that <laughs> yeah, people fill in the run blank. towards. Yeah. I press on toward the goal of knowing Christ. Yeah, right. Yep. That's the thing. That's the thing we got to press into. Mm-hmm. I press on. Uh, toward toward Christ and so um, so maybe real quick before we finish what what does that look like what does that look like to press on toward knowing Christ more yeah I mean I think I think it's a daily pursuit I think it's finding the opportunities uh, even when we fail because we will fail yeah like I'll I've I'll fail today you'll fail today we'll all fail mm-hmm. today to do that but it doesn't mean that we uh, you know, just give up, right? Right. It means that we say, okay, well, I took two steps back, but I'm going to take as many steps forward as I can, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so f- for me, that looks like, you know, as my feet are hitting the floor, it's a prayer that I pray daily. It's, uh, you know, opening my Bible, the, <clears throat> you know, as often as I can just to get every little piece of Jesus that I can. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just being satisfied with, well, I read my my Bible verse today. Right. I read the verse of the day today. I read my plan today. You know, even that can become a false pursuit. Yeah. No, Jesus, I want to know you. Jesus, I need yeah. I need you. Reveal yourself to me. And I know you do that through your word. Yeah. I know you do that through my prayer life. I know you do that through those things. So would you help me? Yeah. And it's just, you know, constantly 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 finding those opportunities yeah. to do it now you could pick up your bible every day you could pray every day and still be pursuing something other than jesus yeah and so that's it's it's a discre- that can be a discrepancy now that is the way it still happens sure but it's this it's this fine tuning of our thought and our mindset every day to say today jesus I need you. Mm-hmm. Would you reveal yourself to me? Yeah. I need you to work in my life today. Would you help me see that, Lord? I want to know you today. Would you help me to know you? Mm-hmm. Now, then I'll open my Bible. Yeah. Then I'll pray. Then I'll open my Bible app. Yeah. But if I'm doing it just to check a check mark <clears throat> off of my daily to-do list, um, that may not be working. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it could. That, that becomes. Pharisaism. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's that. Yeah, you're doing. You're going through the motions just so you can say you went through the yeah. motions. Here's the crazy thing: is you do the same things. Yeah, absolutely. Like behaviorally, you yeah. do the same things. You read your Bible, you pray, but the end goal is totally different. Right. Yeah. It, and it's just this. It's this turn of the dial. It's this just slight tweak to say, mm-hmm. Jesus, 
even this has become something that is not going toward you. Would you help me to go toward you? Yeah. Like, would you help me press on to to, to know you? Yeah. Right. So so um, yeah, I imagine Paul, you know, probably struggling just like we all do, but mm-hmm. saying, "Lord, I'm pressing into you today." Yep. And I need you today. Would you help me to see you today mm-hmm. through your word, through people, through encounters, through relationships that I have? You know, would you help me to see you today? Would you help me to grow into you today? Yeah, absolutely. And it's that pressing, 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 mm-hmm. this chasing, this running after. You know. Yeah. I, I think I think it's important to remember too that that that, that growth is incremental. Oh it, yeah. It's not like. It's not like you do it one day and and then all of a sudden you figure it out and every morning you open your Bible mm. and the glory of the Lord shines yeah. down on you. That's not that's not how that happens. Mm. But it's this incremental growth mm-hmm. of I I took one more step toward Jesus yeah. today than I did yesterday, mm-hmm. and I, I took one step forward yesterday, but then I I, I took a step back. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's not let's not give up on the pursuit, but let's remember that all, the tra- the trajectory is toward Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, th- there's lots of illustrations that you could use to, to think about that, but, um, but I think that it's just, it's important to remember that that's incremental and you cannot base your success on what it feels like. No, you cannot base your su- success mm-hmm. on what it feels like because there are going to be days where you open your Bible and it feels like Jesus is sitting right next to you going, look at this, mm-hmm. look at this right here about me. And then there's going to be days where you open your Bible and and it feels like you're sitting in the desert and it's dry as could be and nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. But you opened your Bible. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you read the word. Yeah. Yeah. You you pursued Jesus today. Absolutely. Yeah. I genuinely pursued Jesus today. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. That we, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, like I said, it's doing the same things you probably do if it was religious pursuit and mm-hmm. it became this legalistic kind of thing. Sometimes it's the same, very same things you're doing. Yeah. It's just the heart behind it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. What is my heart behind it? My heart is I need to know Jesus more. Yeah. I want to know Jesus more. I want to see yeah. him more. That, and that's, I think that's, the, that's the, the delineation, the distinction is that when, when opening my Bible becomes the end goal, mm-hmm. then we've missed the point. Yeah. Opening my Bible is a means to the end yeah. goal of getting to that's Jesus. That's a great way to, it's a, is, to is getting to Jesus. That's a great way to just hone in on what we're talking about here. Yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah. Great. This is not the goal. My Bible verse of the day is not the goal. Yeah. You know, checking a list off is not the goal. My goal is Jesus, and these things propel me toward Him. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's so good. All right, well, here's where we turn it over to you. How can we, as your pastors, help encourage you to continue to chase after Jesus? That That is our job. That's what we want to do. How do we point you back to Jesus better? Or what have you found that really helps you propel yourself toward Jesus? Um, we, we'd love to have that conversation with you. You can email us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life, or you can comment on this YouTube video. Another thing that would be really helpful would be if you could rate this podcast on wherever you're listening and share it with somebody so that other people can hear it. That would really help us out here um, at the podcast to, to broaden our reach a little bit. Uh, but until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. We hope that you will join us next time as we continue down the path.